This is Financially Tuned with Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome listeners to Financially Tuned with myself, Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams. If at any point during today's show you want to find out more about us, or you're missing part of the show and want to catch our recording, you're welcome to check us out online at wellingtonadams.com. If you'd like some information, feel free to give us a call at 855-793-2409. Today, we're going to discuss some of the recent tax reform from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017 and what that means to us this year as we're filing and moving forward. But before we get into it, I want to introduce today my co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. How you doing, Tony? Well, I'm doing great. And I just have to jump in here really quick. Uh, You were saying we're talking about that Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. And I remember when that happened and and was enacted, we talked about it a lot. But what's funny is here we are in 2019. And now is that for the first time we're actually it's actually going to start affecting us. I mean, really? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. This this year, when you go file your tax return, a lot of that stuff that came into play last year. You know, we were all talking about what, you know, what was changing, just like you said, but what those actual changes mean are going to come into play right now. So it should be interesting. We'll talk a little bit today about kind of the big picture of everything and then a little bit as far as how it affects any of the small business owners out there and then us as individuals. And I think kind of the big key is, you know, all too often when we do taxes like we're doing right now, uh, starting to get everything together and file them here in a month or two or three or four for some of us (laughs) is, you know, it's, it's all looking backwards. You know, it's like, well, here's the stuff. Here's what it is. Put it in there. You take it to your tax preparer. He puts it together. You get it back. You don't think about it. Hopefully you get a refund and you move on. But you know, the key is to kind of take some of this information and be more proactive with it. Use it to your benefit, you know, take advantage of it, lower your tax rates and understand how that's going to affect you moving forward. Oh, exactly. And I, I think that's so important. Uh, obviously, that's huge. And, uh, you know, for our listeners out there, uh, I think that uh, this is going to be a great discussion. But again, you asked me how I was doing. And thanks for asking. I'm doing great. Had a great week. How about you? How's everything going there at Wellington Adams? How are you and Baron doing? It's going well. You know, as usual, keeping busy. Can't complain. We had some good uh, investment conferences uh, to listen to, gain some information on uh, earlier this month. And then uh, obviously Baron's not here today. He's out. Um, so it's just me. But, you know, we'll have fun without him, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I miss him already. Um, you can't have too much fun otherwise. You know, right, he'll, right. He'll be bummed out that he missed it. But we'll do all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he will be bummed out because we're going to have fun today. So uh, this topic, uh, where do you want to dig in to the new uh, tax uh, cuts and jobs act? Well, you know, there's kind of three main components that I think we all try to get through today. Um, one is corporations, what it was on a big scale, how it affected things kind of um, from a corporate standpoint, big picture outlook. That was a large part of what was trying to be accomplished. 
we'll touch on briefly just a couple of things that affected small businesses. There's kind of two big ones, I think, out there. Okay. And then, you know, we'll talk about how everything kind of applies to us individually, kind of what changes. There's a bunch of little miscellaneous things that I'll rattle off and then just kind of, you know, things to think about. Obviously, sure. it's taxes, so it's going to be everybody's favorite show, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? It is important because we're going to learn how we should uh, be prepared and maybe save some on our taxes, you know, uh, lessen that tax, minimize that tax burden. So to start out, why don't you break down that big picture, uh, starting with corporations? I've heard a lot about corporate taxes going down. What's all that about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was kind of the big focus of a lot of the tax reform was on corporations, you know, just so we're all on the same page. We're talking about a C corporation or a business entity, and those businesses pay taxes like an individual. So they're an entity. They're not an actual individual, um, but they do pay taxes like individuals do at the end of the day on their profit. So a big part of the change was that the tax rate dropped from 35% down to 21%. You know, So is that a good thing, a bad thing, or does it not matter at all to us is kind of the questions that we get from a lot of folks. In a lot of cases, I think people are a little naive and just kind of hear too much of the media information. It's, if I had to be honest, it was a little bit of a pet peeve sometimes. And people are saying, well, you know, the corporations make billions of dollars. They're rich. They should pay a lot more in taxes. But the reality is, is that corporations are an entity like we just talked about. And they're owned by us as individuals. You know, almost all the listeners out there are partial owner of some of these companies. You own them in your 401ks and your IRAs, your mutual funds, if you hold stock. So they're the ones or we are the ones in essence that are paying tax on those profits each year, not just the corporation. And, you know, obviously rich people have more ownership of the corporations, but you, you know, you think about it like a mom and pop store at the end of the day, if you go down to the local pizza place, it's probably owned by mom and pop there that are running it or a couple buddies or something like that. Corporations are so big, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars that they're owned by, you know, fractional ownerships of all of us out there. So we're the ones, you know, when a profit comes through, businesses in essence can kind of do one of three things simplistically. You know, they can take that money and put it back into the business to continue to grow it and improve its position in the marketplace and the economy, things like that. They can take it and pass it on to their employees, you know, raise wages, add benefits, things like that, or they can pay it out to the owners. And that comes out to us in the form of a dividend. So in each of those scenarios, at the end of the day, taxes are being paid on that money regardless. You know, if your wages go up, you pay more in taxes. If you get a dividend or the company goes up in value each year, you know, we're paying taxes on those capital gains or those dividends, the appreciation, our retirement accounts. So that's kind of where, you know, we have to kind of be aware of that, keep that in mind and think about, you know, what's that tax cut mean to the corporations It actually benefits us at the end of the day, I think. Yeah, I imagine it would, uh, obviously. Now, um, I know that uh, these tax situations are important, and uh, obviously, as you mentioned, it's, it does affect us what corporations pay in taxes. Uh, did uh, So, you know, obviously, maybe it does or doesn't encourage them to bring po- profits back uh, and pay dividends. Uh, do you think the new laws uh, addressed that issue? Well, yeah, they do. There's actually some information in there. And a lot of people, even I was kind of surprised about a couple of things that I read. A lot of people probably don't realize that we're, we're in basically what you might call our corporations are what we call a worldwide tax system. So in essence, you know, corporations were paying 35% in tax. If you look at it from the big picture standpoint of uh, countries across the world, we're in the most expensive uh, tax rate, the highest tax rate, most expensive place to do business from a tax perspective in the entire developed world. And wow. Yeah. 
and we were ahead of the game by quite a bit and and you know on average there's a couple countries that were close but but we're, we were quite 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 far <laughs> ahead of the average out there so if you think about you know if corporations bring their tax rate down from 35 uh, to 21 um, they're saving you know just over 40 percent in taxes so you know if you think about that from that percentage standpoint you know it's a 15 percent decline almost 14 percent but percentage wise they're increasing their profitability by 40 percent or so that is a pretty big deal wow because that's beforehand, huge. yeah yeah because beforehand you know if you're in the you know we're sitting in the U.S. It's the highest place to pay taxes, even though it seems un-American. What are CEOs and owners of these things that are responsible to the shareholders going to do? They're going to take and say, well, how do we save money and lower costs? You know, they're moving companies abroad and it seems un-American, but it's one of the few things that they can do to lower the costs. So it was a big deal. And that was what was happening pretty often. And what they did with this legislation is a couple of things. They encouraged, they, they changed it to territorial, which essentially means that you pay taxes in the country that you're doing business in. So beforehand, every company that was making money outside of the U.S. actually had to pay taxes in the U.S. on that money, regardless of what the tax situation was abroad. So it didn't encourage them to bring their profits back, to reinvest it here in the U.S. or to pay dividends to the owners. A lot of them, as people have heard, build up hundreds of billions of dollars sitting out there abroad. So it's done, you know, it's, it's helped improve that situation as well. Now, moving forward, companies, for the most part, aren't required to pay U.S. tax on earnings that they earn abroad. So it makes them more competitive with what's kind of going on out there in the big picture of things. So d- these new laws, then, uh, they they address this issue then, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, in summary, um, you know, a couple of things happened. One is that from a big picture, corporate taxes came down so that Companies, corporations are more profitable so that they can do kind of one of those three things that we talked about. They can pay it out to us in the form of a dividend as shareholders and improve our uh, 401ks. They can put it back into the business to continue to grow the business and make them more valuable in our retirement accounts. Or they can pass it on to their employees. So if you're an employee of a big corporation, that's one of the benefits that you should see. And it was kind of a big impact in early February that that happened um, across the board. And then also it makes corp, you know, makes us as corporations here in the U.S. more competitive worldwide so that they can continue to kind of operate here in the U.S. instead of being encouraged to move elsewhere to save taxes. And then it's encouraged them to bring some of that money that they've earned back here to the U.S. So all positive things, you know, whether we yeah. agree or disagree that it's all going to work perfectly, that was kind of the concept behind everything. So just yeah. kind of give the listeners the idea of the big picture there. Yeah, I think that's great. Thanks for going over that. And that makes perfect sense. We like to see that money coming back into the U.S., bring the profits back here. And hopefully, I'm always hopeful uh, that the corporations, when they get a tax cut like this, uh, they'll pass it along. Either use that uh, benefit, like you say, to bring taxes uh, back here or pay dividends uh, to shareholders, but also maybe pass it along to the consumers and employees. Uh, Sometimes some corporations, uh, I don't think, do that. Some do. So hopefully they'll take this advantage, uh, uh, this opportunity and do that. Now, we need to take a quick break here. Simon, great information so far. Uh, Is there anything else you want to add before the break? Well, we'll just remind the listeners that if they want to find out more information about us or the topics that we're discussing today, they can check us out on the web at wellingtonadams.com or give us a call at 855-793-2409. On the website, we've got a couple seminars coming up, one specifically on taxes and tax reform. Um, so they're welcome to check that out. Um, come attend any of those seminars. 
Also, we have a complimentary found money report that we'll do, and that's going to help uh, relate some of these tax law changes that we'll talk about here in a little bit as far as how they affect us individually. Uh, give you a report on things that you can improve, areas that you can trim taxes on uh, related to yourselves. Awesome. That sounds great. Thanks so much, Simon. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Financially Tuned and our host, Simon Hilliard, after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory by visiting wellingtonadams.com or by calling us at 855-793-2409. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host on the show today is Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams. And Simon, great show, uh, talking about some of these uh, tax cuts and uh, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017 is finally uh, upon us now that we're in the uh, 2018 tax season here at the beginning of the year, 2019. So we're looking at taxes for last year, and some of these taxes affect uh, a lot of things that we do. So in segment two, uh, I wondered, uh, tell us what changes took place for small businesses. You talked about corporations. How did this Tax Cuts and Job Act affect smaller businesses? Sure, Tony. So we talked about the corporations in the first part. That was kind of the biggest focus of the tax reform and the, uh, you know, the initially what they were looking at. Obviously, they also put in some other stuff, though. So, you know, kind of how does it relate? And they put some benefits for small business in there and then sort of some individual stuff. So as far as the small businesses goes, what we're talking here is about small business owners, you know, the local S corporations, the LLCs, the partnerships, the sole proprietors out there. Those are what we call pass through entities. So different than the corporations who themselves pay their own tax and then have that double taxation is then we get the earnings and we pay tax on them again or the wages these small businesses are passed through. So the business itself doesn't pay any tax. Uh, it's passed through the profits to the individual owner or owners, and they on their tax return report the profits. So those are the small business owners. And there's kind of two big changes that happen for them, and in, in one pretty significant one in reality. So the, the, the big first one was the 20% pass-through deduction. So in essence, they're saying 20% of the income that is passed through from the business to the owner, so of the profits, is automatically deducted. So in essence, you get 20% tax-free income. So if you didn't all catch that, you get 20% tax-free income, <laughs> which is pretty sweet. <laughs> That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, but they kind of broke it down and said, well, you know, part of what they said all along was that we want to simplify things. This area, they didn't simplify so much. They said, we're going to break businesses down into kind of two categories those that sell a product or a good or those that provide a service. So, you know, think of products or goods like your donut shop, (laughs) the car dealership, the small parts store, um, things like that. You know, you're buying an actual physical, tangible thing. Services are, you know, your CPAs, your attorneys, your doctors, you know, the babysitter, daycare. Those are service businesses that are actually providing a service for you. So those that are providing the goods or products, that 20% pass through is clean and easy, and they get as much as they can potentially earn 20% off of it right off the bat. For the good or for the services business, excuse me, they said, well, we're going to make some exceptions. So they kind of lumped everybody into services and then kind of spun some of them out 
and then said, well, there's a cap and there's a phase out and you can't earn certain limits and you can't go above certain incomes and yada, yada, yada. Um, basically, there's, there's, there's restrictions for the service businesses. There's still some decent thresholds for income um, for couples and some of the other scenarios. And there's some things, some workarounds, but it got a lot more complicated with them and real estate owners. Oh, I imagine. Uh, it, it does get complicated. Now, um, so we're talking about how this affected small businesses, and I think that's important. Uh, we should probably take another quick break here. Why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? Sure, Tony. The uh, listeners can reach out to us at 855-793-2409 or catch us online at wellingtonadams.com. As I mentioned in the first segment, we have a complimentary found money report. So for any of the listeners today that want to figure out a little bit more about this tax stuff that we're talking about and how it applies to them, we have an actual report that we can put together to give them some t- something tangible, some figures, um, break it down a little bit further for them individually. All right. And stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Financially Tuned and Simon Hilliard of Wellington Adams after this. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. Call Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us at wellingtonadams.com. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is Simon Hilliard today. And at the end of our last segment, you were talking about how it's affecting small business. Uh, And small businesses are affected by these new tax laws, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. There was the two big ones I mentioned, and we did touch on the 20% pass-through, so basically 20% tax-free of the profits are coming to this as individuals uh, with some exceptions for the services business. The other one, which I'm just going to throw out there for the business owners is that they uh, now can depreciate a hundred percent in the first year. So pretty big deal there. Oh, wow. Yeah. If you've got a year where you have some significant income or an increase or a big influx at the end of the year, and you don't want to have a big tax bill, or if you're creeping up into a different tax bracket, um, you can buy some type of, uh, Invest in the company, you know, All buy right. something, depreciate that off against that 100%, uh, quite a bit different than previous years. So it gives a little bit of flexibility. But that's enough. We, uh, we'll move on, I guess, yeah. to talk a little bit about the individual, you know, yeah. the listeners out there, how it impacts them. Uh, a couple, few things to pass on, some interesting things, a lot of things to ramble off just for the listeners so they're aware. <laughs> sure. So tell us some of the changes uh, that our listeners are going to see on their own tax returns that will be new because of these laws. Sure. I think everybody has heard at this point that the tax rates are going to go down. We all heard that we should get a little bit more in our paycheck. And hopefully for those listeners out there uh, that recall back last January, they started to see that, you know, on average, I would think for for the average listener, for the average income earner out there, the taxes went down by 3%. You know, the the common 15% tax bracket uh, that a majority of the population falls into went down to 12%. So a lot of people looked at it and said, well, that was only 3% savings in tax. And that's true but it did make a difference. If you think about the tax adjustment though, and what that means, it means that the tax rate went down actually 20%, you know, a 3% decrease off of 15%. So from that perspective, it was a pretty big decrease um, from a tax perspective out there. And then for some of the other, you know, for some uh, um, higher income earning individuals, you know, the tax rates were, were much more significant. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it affects different people at, at different levels then, uh, right? I mean, that's basically what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Some of the higher tax brackets, um, especially kind of in that middle tax range, got a little bit more flexibility, opened up a little bit. Uh, one of the key things that they tried to uh, put out there for some of the people were, you know, if you live in a higher uh, expense state, you know, if you're living in Jersey and paying higher income taxes, if you live in New York, if you live in uh, California, some of those areas that are quite a bit more expensive to live in. A lot of people in that kind of middle, it sounds high to some of us here in Pennsylvania, York area, you know, that $100,000 to $250,000 family, why it sounds like a lot that they're making two or $250,000 at the end of the day with the expenses of the state taxes and the real estate and the home costs and things like that, they weren't doing as well and they weren't benefiting as much as some of the you know lower income but lower expense areas of the country. So they kind of helped, <clears throat> excuse me, they kind of helped kind of make that a little bit more fair of a playing field, so to speak, for some of those states. Sure. So uh, what are some of the other changes that uh, our listeners uh, should be looking for? Sure. There's a couple. Of, there's That was a big one, really. Yeah. In essence, there's a bunch of little random things that they threw in there. So I'll point a few of those out. One of the other major ones, I guess I should say, is that um, the standard deduction changed quite a bit. They changed the standard deduction and increased it pretty significantly. So for an individual, it's 12000 For a couple, it's 24000 if you're over age 65, you get an additional 26,000 for a couple, 1600 for an individual. So that means that, you know, you have over $25,000 of standard deductions for a couple or about there. Wow, that is a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the idea was though on the flip side what they did is they took away the exemption. So if you remember you used to have standard deduction and standard exemption. And then you could itemize. Well, they took away the exemption. So it was whatever it was for every individual in the house. And they got rid of that and they increased the standard deduction with the hope that that'll eliminate a lot of the people that itemized. Yeah. And I know that, you know, my wife and I uh, do also independent work. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, In addition to our regular jobs. So we would have business expenses and a lot of expenses to deduct each year. So that's where I'm a little concerned. Although, uh, you know, so those exemptions, you know, we yeah. used to have a lot of exemptions. Uh, now we're not going to be able to use those, but obviously our deduction overall has, uh, you know, doubled. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's kind of funny. It's, it gets a little complicated, and especially to discuss kind of verbally over the air, but they kind of flip flopped it around and it didn't change your total for those that didn't itemize. It didn't change anything too significantly, even though they said your deduction went up so high because they eliminated the exemption. So they kind of fooled us over there. But what they were aiming to do was drop down the number of people that were itemizing because now it's really difficult to come o- overcome that deduction number. And they expect that it'll, you know, it was roughly 47 million people that were itemizing each year and they expect that that'll drop it down to closer to 19 million. So it's a big change, obviously a lot less work that the IRS is doing on the back end and then kind of kept things somewhat similar for a lot of the people out there on average, kind of across the middle of the board kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I find that fascinating. So uh, what else do we need to know besides the standard deduction and then the tax brackets, uh, you know, that decreased uh, standard deduction increased, which is good. What else? Yeah, there's a bunch of miscellaneous stuff. So if you're out there driving, you can zone out for that. If you're sitting there kind of keeping track, you know, a couple of random things. Alimony, you know, it used to be tax deductible. So for the person that was paying the alimony, which kind of made sense, you know, if you're earning $50,000 a year and you're paying out 10 or 15,000 of it, you're not keeping that. They allowed you to deduct that off and you can't do that anymore. 
for any settlements that are after the end of this year, after the 31st of this year. So I'm sure there'll be some, some, and then it's the opposite on the receiving side. So I'm sure that'll impact the negotiations out there going on this year. Oh yeah. Um, the charitable deduction stayed. They added some ch- some tax credits. So there's a child tax credit went up. It was a thousand. It went up to two thousand to kind of offset that exemption disappearing, and they increased the income limitation. So some of those households, like I had mentioned before, they'll receive that. There's also temporarily a kind of a child a dependent child or a, 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 what do they call it? Depend credit for dependent. So children that are disabled after they're over the standard ages of being considered a dependent, you know, if you're over 17, you can still uh, get a tax credit for that or elderly parents. So if you have an elderly parent in your home, I heard an attorney talking about this and in short, and I'm not an attorney or a tax accountant. So in short, what he was saying was you kind of have to be paying for more than 50% of their kind of upkeep is what kind of his number was. So, you know, if you've got somebody staying in the home, that's a dependent child, uh, over 17 or you're taking care of a parent, helping them out, you know, that's something that you might want to look at. Credits are a much bigger impact than deductions because you're getting that full amount off the taxes that you owe. And then there's some other random adjustments in there, you know, things on limitations for property taxes, um, interest. A big one was that you can't use your uh, line of credit. So if you had a home equity line of credit, you can't use that as easily now to write off. You know, it used to be tax deductible because it was home equity line, just like interest on mortgage was. Um, they brought down some of those mortgage cap thresholds. They also got rid of that one. And I think depending on what you're using it for, so if you can justify using it for a significant improvement on your home, you still can, but used to be you could go out and buy a car with your home equity line of credit and write off the interest and get away with that. And they kind of uh, put an end to that type of uh, loophole. And then like you mentioned, there's a couple of miscellaneous deductions that disappeared. A big one for some business owners, for salesmen uh, that had a lot of mileage and things like that, they're gonna have a big impact. Uh, so a bunch of little miscellaneous stuff that was kind of lost across the board there, unfortunately, for some um, to kind of, as they put it, simplify things. Well, you know what? We're almost out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? Sure, Tony. I'll close with one of my favorite quotes. It says, anyone may so arrange his affairs that his taxes shall be as low as possible. He is not bound to choose that pattern which will best pay the treasury. There's not even a patriotic duty to increase one's taxes. That goes all the way back to a case that Judge Learned Hand oversaw in 1934. <laughs> so in essence, take advantage of our found money report for the listeners out there. Find those areas where you can legally lower your taxes and there's no obligation to do otherwise. Keep that money in your pocket. Choose to spend it as you best see fit. As I mentioned earlier, for all the listeners out there, they want to give us a call or reach out to us online. We'll do that found money report complimentary cover the day's tax reform topics specifically as they apply to you you can reach us at wellingtonadams.com on the website there or via the phone toll free 855-793-2409 the disclosure is we are not tax preparers this is not tax advice talk to a tax preparer before you implement any of these suggestions or the things that we talked about today (laughs) all right and listeners that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with our host, Simon Hilliard. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald or Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Call 855-793-2409 or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com. 
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.